Hey, hey, and welcome to the latest issue of the Three Old Geeks podcast. I am joined once again by the, uh, I don't know about crippled, but masters. <laughs> oh, we're mentally crippled. Big time. Yeah, and then there's all that aches and pains and old oh, bones Jesus and stuff Christ, like yeah. that. But anyways, we've got, of course, the return of the uh, Keeper of the Inner Sanctum, the numbers guy. The uh, contrarian, and now once again, the Ruinator. Return of the Ruinator? Maybe Revenge of the Ruinator. Revenge of the Ruinator. Ruinator Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. My did a good job last week. I was very proud of him. I heard Lance's head explode even from Kansas City, so it was good. Oh, no, no, no. My head will explode this week because last week was so easy. Yeah. There was no kittens to herd, Keith. You were yelling a little bit. Just a little bit. I listen to our podcast, unlike... This guy. And this guy being... <laughs> the man with a hole in his collection and who's always wrong, the clown prince of collecting, the pictures guy, and the dirty old geek. Brian needs one. Brian, how are you? I'm doing well. This has been a good week. Been a good week. Good elaborate, or is that it? Good week. Good week. I, good week. I don't the other know. shoe is going to drop any Tommy time now. Tommy two times over here. Good week. Good week. I'm going to go get the papers. Get the papers. <laughs> Anyways, I am the long-suffering world's oldest kid sidekick. I am the words guy. My name is Lance. And uh, gentlemen, just remember, when one's aim is to achieve greatness, everyone is expendable. (laughs) And welcome to another issue. Brian, uh, other than the return of, uh, of Keith to these hallowed halls... Do you have any news for us? Yeah, it's been a uh, it's been a busy week. Been a busy week. Uh, so they're we're talking again about the Snyderverse. <coughs> they keep. What was the big? You had you had hinted at a hint last week. What was the big reveal? No big reveals. <laughs> uh, none. You got to lay those breadcrumbs. You got to follow. Yeah. Them uh, you know, basically, what it comes in, what it comes down to is, if Zack Snyder's being straight up with everybody. There's not any more Snyderverse. If Zack Snyder is being his normal cryptic self, where he puts like clues because he likes to do that, then there's going to be. Okay. Or at least there's talks. I think that there's at least talks. It's going to happen or it's not going to happen to what I'm hearing. Thank you, yeah. Deerdorf. Uh, April, they got the big Snyder, uh, Snyder con. Uh, I can't believe the guy rates his own con. Yeah. Snyder con. Yeah. But wow. it's all for charity. I think that's oh, cool. Okay, well, charity's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So we're going to find out more. Are they? I, you know what? I'm going to bet that they are in talks. I think it just keeps building and building and building. And people would love to see it. Moving on to, uh, there was some new stuff uh, released on the Joker movie. Okay, I saw Lady Gaga. Yeah. I saw her in her Harley Quinn costume. I saw her in a Harley Quinn-esque. The, the, the vibe that I was getting, and I can be completely wrong, was, what do they call that, uh, uh, when somebody's, the, the gals who, the guy's in prison, mm-hmm. and they, like, they're like pen pals with him, and they really get into him, like, yes. I, that was the, the vibe that I got off of it. She she is uh, Dr. Harley and Quinzel. She's uh, at Arkham. So, uh, and there is a scene of Arkham burning. Don't know when that is. Uh, there's a big scene where they're dragging her up the steps of a courthouse. 
uh, in her Harley Quinn garb. Yeah, I wasn't that impressed with the Harley Quinn garb, mainly. Mm. No, but it's it's um, like I almost got like she was it, like that was the the groove that I got was like she's like she's stalking the Joker and she wants to you know like I, it was almost like like I think you mentioned cosplay a couple weeks ago. It almost seemed like she was doing like cos like Joker cosplay or something like that. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what's going on. I I don't really need to know the plot of the movie. Yeah. I'm, uh... You're gonna go see it no matter what. <laughs> Well, it's Harley Quinn, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. You sort of went, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, do I want to? Eh, not really. But I'm, yeah. Shazam did not do well at the box office. So I've heard. Uh, very disappointing. Very disappointing. Which disappoints me because, um, A, I had a lot of fun with the first movie. Um, and B, uh, you had such a good cast for this one that, uh, you know, it, it almost seemed like a uh, it would be hard to miss on this, um, but it, it seems to have, and that that sucks because then there won't be a uh, there won't be a three. Um, he wasn't gonna be part of the the DC the James Gunn universe anyway, was he? You know what? They keep tying him in little bits. Um, yeah, I heard Wonder Woman made a cameo or yes. something like yeah, that. But yeah. is she going to be part of the, tonight, the, the no, gun universe? No, so I don't think so. She's not part of the gun universe either. I don't think or, so. Or Gal Gadot is not. Uh, and and uh, that's, that's horrible. That's stupid. Yeah, that's because she just fucking nailed it. Uh, Patty Jenkins fucked up. Gal Gadot did not. Which then brings me to, and I did not know this, uh, but the Patty Jenkins Star Wars yeah, Rogue One. Yeah, I saw that a couple canceled. weeks ago. Yeah. Um, didn't know it was a thing. Yeah, it had been going. There were people actually very excited about it. But that's gone. It's fucking gone. Fucking gone. I'll shed a tear later. Just gone. Don't know exactly... They have not said when we're going to see the next big screen Star Wars thing, um, but what I the vibe I'm getting is that uh, the fandom is absolutely absolutely loving what they're doing on TV, Filoni and Favreau, uh, but the movies are not doing well, and that's Kathleen Kennedy. So you have to wonder how long are they gonna? She'll never go away. She's like herpes. Well, you know what? There was a, there was some talks that she had gotten involved a bit in the TV. And Favreau said, okay, I'm walking. Yes. And he left. And they went, whoa, what do you need? And he said, I want control. I want her out of this. And so uh, we'll see. But uh, I don't have any. There's nothing announced. So we'll see. Uh, but then the biggest news, I think, of the week, I heard this last night, shocking, was that uh, Jonathan Majors was arrested for domestic violence. Guilty or innocent before guilt. Who's Jonathan uh, Majors? Kang, the Conqueror. Oh, oh wow! So the entire Marvel universe right now is built on this guy, and he just got arrested last night. If he is guilty, um, oh yippee! <laughs> there's going to be a lot of problems yeah. again. Um, our our system is innocent until proven. Yeah. So yeah. That's true. Uh, I have seen nothing that says he, he has done anything outside of he was arrested for it, uh, which means nothing. No, that's true. Uh, but the but the implication of it is that, well, the Army's already pulled the, they had the um, be all you can be 
Jonathan Majors ads. They've already pulled them. And we'll see where they go with uh, Kang the Conqueror. Uh, there's there's enough makeup there, and there's enough, you know, with time travel. Oh, I I, I morphed myself into well, my other incarnation yeah, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. I mean, I could see him getting replaced very, very easily. Yes. Which, uh, and again, uh, there's been too many people's careers destroyed. By allegations? By allegations. Yeah. Versus... Yeah. Um, Especially now. now. Now things go up faster. Yes. And and a lot of it's, news spreads. And Some you know what? And there's made. been just as many guys where they literally have fucking Dana White from UFC hitting his wife on camera and there's and nothing fucking happened to him. So, I mean, it goes either way. And there's a Flash movie coming out. So Yeah, and there's a Flash Fuck. movie coming out. So Yeah, didn't uh, Ezra Miller do something? Yeah. Wasn't there a, a weird something something ton of shit. <laughs> that uh, they're really trying to downplay? Yeah, yeah. And really, people are selling their souls to the devil. Really, if... I'd fucking Warner Brothers Michael behalf Keaton trying to promote it, this. Michael Keaton was Batman, and I think he'd be gone. Yeah. This is, yeah. They, this is literally being held up that. by Michael Keaton Everyone's right going to see that. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And you also get Ben Affleck in there. You get... Which... <clears throat> sorry. I liked... Uh, he's, he's a good Batman. I, he's I the right Batfleck. size. He's... Yeah. He's got the look. He... Uh... That movie has a lot going for it, um, and a lot to to kill it. I, I think that it's a mistake, but you got to put it out. You spent the hundred million or two hundred million, three hundred million. The Jonathan Majors uh, news is the big one, as far as Marvel is concerned. We'll see. And then uh, the only passing. Uh, I mean, we we keep going over, especially with John Wick four coming. Uh, out Friday, uh, that just keeps coming up. That's a gift that keeps on giving, um, in a very hurtful way. Um, but uh, Gloria Day, who was a uh, magician and actress, and uh, was one of the stars of Plan Nine from Outer Space, died oh, at a hundred. Yeah, she may have been the last surviving member. I was going to say she might have been the last surviving cast member or something like that. But yeah. uh, so Gloria. Woohoo! <laughs> oh, just smiled up there. <laughs> All right. So, in response to the fact that League of Gods did not have a sequel, and I could have swore it did, but it didn't. So, we're never gonna find out what happened to the Wing Clan guy or those guys. <laughs> For Wait. this week's edition of the world famous, and I have the data to prove it. Three old geeks top three list, gentlemen, with 15 minutes on the timer. What three movies deserve a sequel? And go. Okay, so uh, mine, I'm going back to the 80s. And you could say to me, oh, you just want to see her in another movie. Yeah, okay, there's that. But I always thought it would be fun if there were more movies, but Weird Science. I always thought that that was one of those films... That was rife for Kelly Rock, like the like the end stinger where she shows up in the gym class. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and there's a whole new batch of geeks that she yes. can make men out of or whatever. Yes, uh, very interesting. I uh, wow. I, I just always thought that that and it became a TV show. Yes, it did. But uh, no, I always thought it would be funner to have. Uh, and I didn't watch the TV show, by the by. I don't remember who was who was somebody uh, angel was, angel something or other. Was it the chick from um from from uh, uh, the bowling the spies? One. Yeah, spies like she was the spies girl. Like spies like us. Like us. Oh. oh lord, 
Oh my oh, lord. lord! Oh my lord! Yeah, because she was also yes in the bowling Vanessa Angel. kingpin. Vanessa, Vanessa, Vanessa Angel. Angel. Vanessa Angel. Yes. You'll come to me eventually, but yeah. Angel is just a porn star. Uh, Angel was a movie series, Mister. We yes, reviewed it. it. Go back. Angel. Go back. Go back and look over our reviews. What's <laughs> <laughs> the best serial killer ever? <laughs> oh God, Jesus Lord. <laughs> okay, you're number three. Uh, my number three. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna go back to the '80s. I I thought this could have been a cool thing. They should have done more with it. Uh, even though they they took on everybody in the first film, I thought they should have made a sequel to Monster Squad. I agree with you. Uh, I I absolutely agree with you. It's one of those that you could see a whole, uh, a whole um, series of films. Yeah, yeah. Was the mummy in the original monster? Yes, he was. Okay, so you'd have to. That would mummy's be... in my room. Mummy was in my house. That was one of the things kids said. He was hiding in the closet. Oh, so you'd have to go to like, God, they did take on all. Yeah, they took on the big ones. Because it was the mummy, the creature, the creature, Frankenstein, Dracula. Yeah, that would be tough. That would it would be a challenge, but it'd be zombies. fun. You got. You got a lot. They were, but that was a fun little film. Go after Bigfoot. Who knows? Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Yeah, yeah. I, I just thought that it was a fun enough thing that could have been made. Another one could have been made. Oh, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. That could be a good one. I left out a couple that I think you probably picking, so I'm not going to mess with them. Uh, okay. You might not. Mine are a little esoteric. I think. Oh, esoteric. Um, all right. Well, my guy. number three. And I actually think they should have uh, given this one the Indiana Jones treatment and just had a bunch of, you know, because it, it lent itself, because it was the same kind of thing as, you know, the based on the serials and stuff like that. Carols of Gwendolyn. That's right. <laughs> uh, no, I, I actually think the My Rock- whole brain just went, yup. <laughs> uh, the Rocketeer. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. I, I, um, <clears throat> I mean, I think that the, I mean, the original is one of the best comic book movies ever that nobody talks about. It was so close to the original material. I thought it was it was great the the, the retooling that they did on some of it. You know, like, oh, yeah. and, but I thought that you could bring in Lamont. You know, the rich, uh, the the uh, the the you know the the rich playboy who's secretly a crime fighter. Maybe not called him the Shadow. Yeah, yeah. And then they could have said like, oh well, you know, like because they in the original movie they said Howard Hughes was responsible yeah. for the rocket pack. Well, Howard Hughes got the I the idea from this guy they call him the man of bronze you know and and, you know and then you could also do like the whole okay cliff secord you know they they were just starting to touch on world war ii and then you he could have had him in world war ii or you could have had him fighting you know like like Indiana jones style fighting the nazis or going to find some other scientific uh you know stopping some scientific thing that the nazis were working on there was definitely there was definitely the the material there that you could have yeah. got a couple of movies out of that. I thought That's he perfect. was perfect for the Rocketeer part. For Cliff, yeah. Yes, he was perfect. I I the casting of that movie was unbelievable. Yes, I I still uh, I I had uh, Connolly is no. Are you freaking kidding me? No, she's no Betty Page. No one is Betty Page. She's as close. Uh, she you was pretty damn close she's at the time. She was get at the time. She was. Uh, she was cute, but she wasn't. Who would you pick at the time? I don't know. See, I would there's have nobody. to look. I would have to look. Well, you do your research. I'll you do my do research, it. Mister. You're, I'll do you're, it. You're welcome. <laughs> what is your number two? 
this was kind of a silly film, but I always enjoyed it. Um, and and I thought that the cast in it was perfect; that it could have lent <clears throat> itself to a sequel. And that was Mystery Men, which I thought yes, was yes. just. I, I had that. Down that was on my honorary kind of <laughs> yeah, the honorary me mention. Yeah. Because yeah. yes, the cast of that was freaking fantastic. It again, you've gotten how many Avengers? You gotten what three or yeah. four Avengers movies? And Bob Burden had enough. Other guys he could have thrown at him, yes. Yeah. That uh holding that cast together might have been tough eventually. You know what and and I was thinking about that. And also you'd have to get somebody with the sensibility of the first film to not go over the top. Yeah. Because that would be so easy to just well, go just stupid keep on with. Going? Yeah, yeah. To go stupid with. And and what made that was that it was actually an intelligent little film. Yes, yes. You could have went uh Crazy Al, Weird Al Yankovic on it. Yeah, yeah. UHF. UHF, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Easily. Yeah, um, that, I could see that, though. No, that's, yeah. that, was, that was one of my honorable mentions also. Um, my number two, uh, they, at the end of the film, they sort of gave you the impression they might do more. Uh, it was True Lies. Oh, there is a television series of True Lies out now. I think it's on Peacock. Oh, really? Okay. I, oh yes, I think it's on PC. Yes, really. I didn't even hear about it. Okay. Yes, I'm gonna say yes. I don't. I don't know what the name of it is, but I bet it's called True Lies. No, it's actually called True. No. I, I saw the, it's actually called oh, True wait. Lies. Well, but <clears throat> so, the, so what would be? Now let me ask you this: What would be the? So the whole premise was Jamie Lee Curtis. Doesn't know her, her right. husband's yeah, yeah. a spy. Then she becomes a spy. So what's the? You would have the whole spy couple. It'd be like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Okay. And I also thought it'd be kind of cool. Can't do it now. Uh, if at the time you would have taken and Bill Paxton's character was actually a spy, so he was Pla- he- playing incompetent. He was trying to get to them, and he could be the bad guy in the next film. That's actually pretty good. So he was he was trying to play off Jamie Lee Curtis to find out about her husband, and. That whole thing, I am a spy and all stuff, was true. When he met, ran into Arnold, he pretended, he pretended like yeah, he was incompetent. Yeah. That's actually kind of good. Wow. So I, I was thinking this was ripe for a sequel. Steve Howie plays uh, Henry, or Harry. Okay. In this. And, and Tom Arnold I, was fun in it. And I think he could Tom, have, this was Tom Arnold's best role. And he would have had nothing else to do at that point. <laughs> no. Yeah. And, uh, uh, oh, God. Um, Ben Hur, um, Charlton Heston, Charlton yeah, Heston, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as, as fucking Nick Fury, dude. Yeah, he he was, I'm yeah. sorry, he was Nick oh, Fury. Exactly, yeah. He was fucking awesome. Yeah. No, th- this isn't exactly blowing up my skirt. <laughs> fucking awesome, dude. Again, it was such a fun movie, and you could done it. You could done different assignments. And- yeah. Maybe have the neighbors not know that they yeah, were both yeah, the yeah. couple. You know that. Oh, and that you're trying to keep. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see what they do with the TV series. Yeah. We could check. We could check. I that didn't out. know it was the TV series, so maybe yeah. maybe I did see that somewhere, and that's why it popped up in my mind. But all right, so my number two is Lance, and they are both connected by their their mastermind, and they are both Ralph Bakshi movies. So, first <coughs> of all, Wizards, okay, ends with. Black Wolf's wife giving birth. And they never show the kid, but she makes this announcement like, wait, 
you know, something has changed or something, and she's holding the kid, and they don't show the kid. And, and it was, there was something there. And I remember watching this as a kid going, well, what happened? What's the sequel? You know, like, when, when are we getting this and stuff? So, again, thinking about that, it was, I wanted to see the rest of the story, because they kind of set up for, for a sequel there. The second one, and, and technically it was done, but it was done by Rankin Bass. He did the first half of Lord of the Rings. <coughs> yes. Mm. He did not do Return of the King. Return no. of the King was done by Rankin Bass in the same style, even a worse version of the same style of the original Hobbit was done. I didn't want to see that version. I wanted to see Ralph Bakshi's version with the uh, rotoscoped orcs and... and yeah. The rotoscope characters and the great voice work and I that one that one to this day plagues me that they he didn't get a chance to finish that story. Did they not give him a chance or did he turn it down? I don't remember what the story was on that. Like they ran out of money or he lost the rights or something. It was, there was something to it where Rankin Bass did the, uh, the the TV version of it or whatever. So bastards. Uh, so number one for me is going to be, thankfully, uh, this troupe of actors did a number of movies together. So I got to see that, but I never, I always thought that the, and one of my favorite films of all time, which is, uh, Sherlock Holmes, Smarter Brother, that character of the incompetent, uh, Gene Wilder, who's not as smart at all as Sherlock Holmes, um, and uh, Marty Feldman as his uh, Watson. It's just a great fucking film. It's just yeah. a, a great little premise um, with Sherlock Holmes helping him out in the shadows. Um, it was just a fun little film. Uh, one of those films where they can do the great comedy and then they have the serious bits and then the... Uh, so I, I would have loved to have seen more of that. I agree. I love that movie. Uh, my number one is that was my stomach. Wow! Not that we ever got another film with Gene Wilder, Marty Feldman, Madeline mm. Kahn. No, 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 <laughs> no. no. It, it, it was a shame they never did. Yeah. Okay. They, they never worked together. I'm gonna again. go. I'm actually one I I touted forever, and they, they can still do it now. I think they should do a sequel to Goonies. They're talking. I, oh, they're talking. what you do is you have all the the kids be the parents now, and now their kids are sort of spoiled because they had all that money now, so they're a little bit jerks. But and they're tired of hearing about their parents' story, this big legend of of them discovering the ship and all this other shit. So they go out on their own thing, but they're not they're not nearly as as smart or or, or you know as adventurous as their parents were because they been spoiled and i don't know what well you know it would be one of those coming of age and at this point it would be their grand kids yeah probably well yeah 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 no that would be really good that would be really good thought they could do it'd be funner if like one of them died like a horribly (laughs) electrocuted or fell off that'd be awesome (laughs) one of the 12 year olds was just killed the grandkids of the the (laughs) tellies come after them (laughs) Kill one of them, because <laughs> yeah. then you know. Oh, then it's real. Or, or they go looking for the <laughs> that ship. shit. Gets real. That shit gets real. Because <laughs> there's still a ship full of jewels somewhere. Because that thing took off. With oh all yeah. The jewels in it. Yeah. 
All right, mine is truly stunt casting here because you need a time machine. Because I'm not talking, He's talking Dwayne about- Rock Johnson remaking this. I'm not talking about a sequel 30, 30 years later. I'm talking about Big Trouble in Little China should have been a bigger thing. It lent itself at the end. You never knows what knew what happened to Jack Burton. All you saw was the demon coming out of the back of his, his the fifth wheel out of his on his trailer and stuff like that. The beginning says, you know, what happened to Jack Burton. Nobody ever explained what ever happened to Jack Burton. There needed to be more trouble in Little China yes. with the same cast, with a new villain other than Lopan. Bigger trouble. Bigger yeah. trouble in Little that, China that. or whatever. But that movie was so awesome. It deserved a fucking series of movies. It, it, it was the one I was referring to. I don't know. How they could have so, called it. I don't know how esoteric that is, but I, yeah, I had that down on my list. Yeah, I thought of that one but too. I, but it, I don't want the 30 years thirty years later and Kurt Russell's 70 years old or whatever. I wanted the sequel two summers later. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, Where yes. everybody was still in their prime they and you still had Wang and... you know, which continued after it. But did yes. it? Yeah, yeah. And I still don't have the first one of those yet. Oh, fuck. Okay. Well, we're going to Comic-Con this next weekend. And I'll find it for you if I gotta steal it. I mean, not steal it, borrow it permanently <laughs> from another vendor. Yeah. No, yeah, well, that's not what we're talking. I'll All right, boys, another... we got thirty seconds left. We got another guy who'll be a friender. <laughs> um, I, I, I would like to see a, a sequel to Stripes. I thought you could have done more with those guys. Again, you can't do it now. Yeah. Most of the stuff. Iron Giant should have had a sequel. Iron Giant absolutely should have had a yes, sequel. Yes, it should have. That, that's one of those ones But you were... couldn't. You couldn't what? You could do Iron Giant's brother or something like that. That's yeah, true. He's alive. The, the thing comes bouncing up at the end. He's going to be okay. <laughs> don't. 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 He's dead. <laughs> how about how about the other plans for plan nine? Oh, we have talked eight. about that. Yes, plan A, plan, plan eight, seven. Plan 42, plan... <laughs> you could do... Oh, plan 9. You could have a, an HBO series yes. of plan yeah, 1 exactly. through 100 you get some from of the, outer space. You get some of the greatest directors and stuff, people who love it. Quentin Tarantino would do one. Oh, he would do one. Absolutely. You, you could do that. It'd be fucking awesome. All right, that's our top three movies that deserve a sequel. Let us know what yours are. All right, well, this is the point of the uh, podcast where the content gets a lot worse. Can it is also in a, a a weird convergence, a kung fu movie. So it's sort of, I don't know, Sunday afternoon bad kung fu, I guess. But we have reached number 12 <laughs> on Tubi's list of uh, the worst movies ever. And that is 1979's The Crippled Masters, not to be confused with The Crippled Avengers, which is a Venom mob movie, which is fucking awesome. This one was directed by Joe Law. I was unable to find any information on the writing of this uh, particular film. And stars Jackie Khan, not Jackie Chan, Frankie Shum, and Chen Mu Chan. And this is literally uh, a, a gent with uh, no arms and a gent with no legs, legit, in the classic, uh, you've ruined our lives, you've crippled us, uh, we will have revenge on you story. Yes. Exactly, yes. So, um, I don't know. I was was it that bad? No. Considering what it was, no. I mean, <laughs> no. I, oh, no, no. It, it was not. Again, this is another movie that appears on the list, 
really high on the list. Really high okay, on the list. In the forties. In the was this the was this a Venom mob movie? No. I, what, this should have been in the like I don't know if it was considered one of the worst kung fu movies ever. I don't know forty five or something like that. Yeah. You know yeah. why this is ahead of so much of the other shit that we have watched? I have we know this. It was right. It was a complete random draw. There or was somebody with a with a huge boner for or an axe to grind or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But um, yes. You have the uh, the warlord uh, cutting off a guy's arms and then pouring acid on his lieutenant's legs and, you know, uh, basically setting up the whole premise. Uh, the, the, you know, the guys who were, uh, who were lacking limbs were plenty athletic. I mean, yes. was it the best kung fu I've ever seen? Obviously not. I mean, there were some problems with... You know, how do you fight choreograph a guy who literally is, you know, sitting on the ground the entire time or whatever? I mean, was it the smoothest uh, dance I've ever seen? No, but, you know, could would Front of Stair be that good without legs? Probably not. No, I'd say not. I No, there's, there are questions. I, I want to know the, the, the there's Sifu, the, the, the teacher. Uh-huh. He's in that basket. How long has he been in that basket? He's on someone else. It seemed like he was a little weird. Yeah, he, yeah, he's all folded. <laughs> he was a little weird, and 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 there was a lot of weirdness around him. So, yeah, it, it yeah. was it was way convenient that I fought that guy before, and <laughs> you must find the eight pieces, eight eight jade, eight jade horses, eight jade, eight horses. jade horses. Yeah, will... yeah. Okay, so the eight jade horses are supposed to be this big. You know, answer to everybody's problems. Yeah. Basically, they go, "Oh, look, this horse is standing up. This horse is lying on his back. Yeah. We'll put one on top of the other." Hey, that answers all of our questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. And and, and the, the entire movie was the payoff. And I thought they were. This was going to come a lot earlier. The guy with no legs. The guy with no arms. It's just logical. You team them up. You put one in a you know on on the back of the other. And you got you've got uh, uh, you know two master guys blaster. thinking yeah, yeah master, master blaster, blaster. <laughs> and you got two guys thinking independently so one guy can come at you with kicks one guy can come at you with punches yeah, yeah. and you you have a hard time you know fighting essentially two guys at once yes so the and then of course the warlord is a I don't know if it was established that he was a hunchback or he had like something like an armor armored because it sounded like every time they hit him it sounded like they were hitting metal. Yeah. So yes. I don't know if he had like an armor plate on his back or his hunchback was was trained to the point of it was that unto a thing of iron. <laughs> but he had a really tough it's like back. The iron fist, yeah. Yeah. The iron a back. thing of iron. The iron Nigh hunch. invulnerable organic steel. Yeah. <laughs> Unbreakable andamantium. We could go through the whole gamut. But uh yeah, I mean <laughs> what was the one? The one with the the iron umbrella one. The, oh, the oh, whatever that one. That one sucked. Yes, I forget whatever. Which, yes, whatever that one. That one was much worse than this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the that was the flying umbrella. I think wasn't it? Man or with the, the man with the umbrella, f- whatever. The man. That one was not samurai as good as with a broken umbrella or some shit. <laughs> um, we are getting old. Yeah. <laughs> well, that we. This is all blurring together here. Um, no, I did not think that this one was horrible. I no, mean, no. if you were expecting the Venom Mob, yes. I mean, okay, yeah, it's not on that level at all. But for for guys who uh, were were missing limbs, they were plenty athletic. This shouldn't be yeah. rated on on a, a kung fu Saturday, no Sunday morning kung fu theater scale or a 
Deadly Venom scale. It's more like ex- exploitation yeah. film. And, and yes. It's, it's, uh, exploitation in the true sense yes, of the exactly. word. Yes, exactly. Yes. Exploiting the fact that these guys were born... Borned? They were born. <laughs> they were borned. They were Jason borned. Uh, Numbers guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Words hurt. <laughs> they were born with, you know... Uh, disabilities. Disabilities, yeah. This is also one of the ones that... Uh, what <laughs> probably suffered from a bad dub. I'm sure this wasn't, you know, this wasn't the Hong Kong. Oh, we're gonna double, sh- double, you know, literally take this the script and dub it into English for our Hong Kong, they you know, for our UK fans that. or whatever. That should never happens. Every time you watch the words on the bottom and hear the dubbed, they're different. I, I I watch everything with subtitles anyway, so I'm reading subtitles, listening to what they're saying. They're often different anyways, even the good movies. Don't look at me. It's true. I, I'm just looking. Okay. Don't look at me. What the fuck am I supposed to look at? Lance. I look, look at him look at too. Greek god across the table from us. Ladies, he's single. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're for those of you, you got him going over here. <laughs> for those of you listen, he's a catch. <laughs> Do you want to know the percentage of female listeners that we have? Don't worry, ladies. Yeah. This is, is it, not... Is it more than one? This is not what you promised me, Brian. This is not hot and cold running chicks. 24 hours, I pal. know. I know. We get When I jumped in on this whole venture, For dude... you... We, we had the water turned off. We yeah. paid the bill. Sorry. Yeah, bring the receipts. Unbelievable. Anyways, we're going to get there. Don't worry. Don't worry. We've been doing this a long, long time. We are never getting there. Pal. We're getting there. I'm telling you. We're going to need blue it's pills. With an ad too like there. that, we're not. Yeah. Back to the film. <laughs> you get a couple of handicapped people here. Yeah. Right now. Handicapable. <laughs> Got up early. Got up early for this on a Sunday. Cripple, cripple masters. What what else do we got to talk about here? Actually, even the kung fu by the guys were like unhandicapped. Wasn't that great? There was, was the thing. Are on, we okay? But I have to ask you this: Are we spoiled? We are, of course. We oh, are. we are. Yeah, big time. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it's better than me and Brian could do. Yeah, it, so, we have an embarrassment. Let's put it this way: with the movies that we watched, the other movies that we watched, we have an embarrassment of riches. Yeah. Watch Donnie Yen, and all of a sudden, everyone sucks. Yeah. The the big baddie guy with the Lo iron, uh, iron back. Lo Chin. Because yeah. I think they're all named Lo Chin. It's like uh, in the 70s, the, every every gang leader was named Angel Cruz in every movie. <laughs> <laughs> if, you were, if you were in a New York gang, the leader of it was Angel Cruz. What was the deal with his face? I you couldn't know what? decide I, if somebody had... Painted uh Yeah, peacock? no, I think that was supposed to be like a scar yeah. or a burn mark or a burn scar or something like that. Yeah. That uh, Nothing jumped out at me like, oh, that, you know, the, the actually the thing that immediately jumped out, oh, he's a stone man from Game of Thrones or something like that. He had stone skin or whatever. Oh. You know, I don't know if it was supposed to be like leprosy or a burn mark or something, but he was supposed to be evil. He had a scar on his face. Yeah, because there was the scar, and then uh, and then sometimes it looked like somebody had painted like a peacock feather on his face, and then I was like, 
Like at a fair. Yeah. You know, like he went to a fair. <laughs> Instead of getting Peter Chris, you yeah. know, it was, you know. He got the peacock feather, because that would be cool. Chicks dig a peacock feather. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't figure out what was going on there. Uh, the story was pretty intense. I love the ending. You knew he died, but we didn't really watch it. He didn't. Actually, so I was watching this on Tubi. And he's in the middle, like, ugh, he's been in the middle yeah. of his death throes. And the fucking, you know, next on Tubi yeah. is coming up while the thing is still running. <laughs> wow, they didn't give this guy a lot of credit. <laughs> no, that was just, bam, stop. Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah, he didn't even hit the ground. He was no. cold. Yeah. No, he literally was, he, he had not hit the ground yet. Yes, and then roll the, credits. Roll credits, you know? yeah. Yeah, was, that was the ultimate in our uh, Shaw Brothers well, we've beaten him. Yeah, <laughs> so we're over the bodies, yeah. and then they cut. They usually give us the step over the bodies scene. <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be close. No, you know what? This was not a bad film. The story was pretty decent. It was not that convoluted. Uh, I didn't think it was that impressive. Yeah, I mean, again, we've we've been spoiled. I think you yes, know, and uh, it, it had to be almost impossible to fight choreography for fight choreograph. A guy who walk, literally walks on his hands. Yes. And did an amazing job. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did an amazing job. The was... guy without the arms doing the, the, the bow. I mean, it was a little tiny bow, but he was still able right. to flip that shit around. More than I, I'd be smacking myself in the face every two yeah. seconds. Uh, well, and there was the one where the guy lifted up the bamboo and the guy ran down it. That was... Yeah. That was fucking incredible. Yeah. And then there was the whole fight scene where he just kept sticking his ass in the yeah. guy's face. And I was <laughs> laughing through the whole thing. Yeah. He just kept sticking his ass in the guy's face. Yeah. Wah! <laughs> yes, there was a lot of ass blocking in this. Yes. Uh, but really, uh, the fight scenes were not bad. Well choreographed. Yeah, like <clears throat> you said, they didn't flow as well. The dance was not as as uh, seamless. Yeah, but no one's an expert at choreographing that. Right. <laughs> but I think that they showed that these guys could yeah, handle yeah. themselves. Yeah. They could hold their own. Like I said, I think I've seen they did a couple other films, so. It was interesting. I, yeah, I didn't think that they, uh. It did not deserve, deserve to be number freaking 12 on this no. list. No. no. Again, All right, shame on you to be, gentlemen, on an exploitation, in, a, in the truest sense of the word, on an exploitation film uh, level, what do we rate this one? You know what, I would, I'd give it uh, two and a half. It was not bad. I didn't want not... my time back. I, no, I'm totally, no, no. totally done with that. Two and a half stars. I'm, I'm, I am too. All right, Cripple Masters. Is it the is it the Venom Mob? No. Is it a decent kung fu film? Yes. Your mileage may vary. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! All right. So we were disappointed to find out that uh, apparently League of Gods was so bad. That they d- determined that they weren't going to make a sequel. We were fairly certain it was out there. Keith was looking for it. We said, uh, "Keith, it's, it's, it's obviously going to be on Amazon. It's the same place we watched the first one." And here, and Keith literally put the text out from IMDb. There was supposed to be a sequel, and they didn't make it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we had to pivot how, real quick. How do you follow something that glorious up? You, you really can't. can't. You it it can't. really, it would have really, yeah. it would have been the Blues Brothers boom. Blues Brothers 2000. You thing. just, nothing, nothing would have topped that. Yeah, Nothing's exactly. going, so you yeah. Gotta, right. you can't do that. All right, so we pivoted. Brian, quick thinking, said, hey, let's let's look at this one, because I, I have a feeling this was a, let's look at uh, People Also Watched. It was a People Also Watched, okay, and it also stars Lee Bing Ming. Yes. 
One of my new favorites. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, and this one is called <laughs> Detective D and the Mystery of the Phantom Flame from 2010. And this is an actual genre in Chinese literature and film. It's a gongang. Oh. And it's literally a detective story. But detective story with kung fu and super... I mean, like, literally kung fu and supernatural elements to it. It's gotta be. It's great. It's, it's uh, such a fantastic melding. It was fucking really good. This one, it was hard to take your eyes off of. This was Sherlock Holmes meets... Big Trouble in Little China. Meets, like, uh, James Bond. We could just go with the easy Charlie Chan. But you had James Bond. (laughs) And he had no sons. Yeah, that's right. You had James Bond. Number one son. And and Charlie Chan, I don't remember fighting much. No. Number one son did. He was eating, but... but, Uh, Yeah, no, the, the whole... Plot and James Bond sort of bad guy. It um, it, it was. I didn't see it coming. Nope. All right. So this one was. Should have. Yeah, yeah. Directed by probably the second most famous director to come out of Hong Kong, uh, behind John Woo, which is Sweetheart. I he's done a movie called City on Fire. He's I think uh, he directed Infernal Affairs, which is what The Departed was based off of. Oh, so he's a pretty famous director. Uh, it stars uh, Andy Lau. Uh, Karina Lau, Li Ming, uh, Deng <coughs> Chao, and then Tony Leung as the, as you find out, is the the perpetrator and stuff like that. And he was in Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, so some pretty famous Hong Kong actors. And this is yes. Uh, so Detective D is an imperial official, the equivalent of a policeman. And I think this might be the m- middle of three movies that we ran into because I think there was something. And uh, the first female emperor is coming to power. She is erecting a 66-yard high. She said erecting. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe it was that big. Uh, 66-yard high image of the Buddha. Oh, I missed this. Oh, Keith, I missed this so much while you were gone last Saturday. I can't believe it. A statue of the Buddha. Uh, The officials who are inspecting it are being murdered using a poison that makes them burst into flames. Yes. Which I could not think of a more horrible death. I'm sure, Brian, you've probably seen a YouTube video where there's more horrible deaths on this point. That, to me, was a pretty (laughs) pretty high on the list. I actually don't look for deaths on YouTube. Uh, No, I thought this was a fucking horrible death. All right, and I'd be then okay. um, I've never leave the store, so so dark when yeah. I come in, dark when I go out. I'm safe. So Doctor D uh, is initially in prison. The Empress releases him from prison to investigate these murders. Uh, she has her uh, female, her, her <clears throat> quote unquote maid, who's more of a bodyguard. Yeah, no shit. And another uh, albino official investigate these murders. And there's a little bit of the, you know, the Agatha Christie, oh, you know, like the flashback. Well, he stepped outside, and he drank this water, and that's where he was poisoned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, everybody who gets sunlight on him all of a sudden bursts into flames, and they figure out it's these western fire beetles that they thought were extinct. Turns uh, out they weren't. They turns were, out no, they weren't. No, no. There's a plenty of them. And apparently, uh, thank God they, they don't exist because they bite you once, and you go in the sun, and you burst into flames. Yeah. it yeah, was. It's yeah. a bad deal. No, it's not It fun. is a bad deal. I burst in flames already. I don't need to yeah. help me. Yeah, the sun just gets on Keith and he bursts in the flames. Yeah. Which is why he can go out in the winter without pants on. I do that for the fun of it. <laughs> but, uh, yes, they, um, 
so yeah, they uh, they investigate who is doing committing the murders. They have to go down into the. It was a really they had a really cool name. It was uh, something Valley or the Phantom Bazaar. They have to go to the Phantom Bazaar and they have to find Brian. I heard you laughing from my house, twenty miles away. They had to find Doctor Donkey Wang. Yes, yes, yes. Brian was Brian was probably crying with that. Oh, Donkey Wang. They had to go looking for Donkey Wang. Yeah. But they go into the underworld, um, uh, kind of uh, black market to find this guy. He turns out he's like, where else are you going to get Donkey Wang? <laughs> uh, really? And fire beetles. Yeah, fire beetles and Donkey Wang. Uh, I've and, heard that hurts. And they figure out that uh, the spiritual, uh, the chaplain to the Empress yes. is, uh, is has some responsibility to this. Uh, you find out that the chaplain of the Empress, and there's a, some really cool Zen, like you press on these pressure points and you can change your face and stuff like yes. that. Yeah. Uh, you find out that uh, that the maid is the same thing as the chaplain, and it's all trickery and ventriloquism, oh, and yeah. you know, just changing your face using you know acupressure points and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, the killer is actually one of the laborers that the empress like chopped his hand off or something like who, that. Who Detective D knows. Who's, who's he? He got his hand chopped off because yeah, of Detective yeah, yeah. D. Yes. And uh, there's a really cool action sequence at the end where the Buddha falls over on the temple and stuff like that. And it's it's a really it, it was hard to take your eyes off. It, it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, this was a really good one. Yes, I was, was shocked by it. That first um, the first Detective D kung fu scene. When they're prisoners and they're on the ledge and it's him yeah, in the blind guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was just an unbelievable scene, an unbelievable it scene. It just gets better. Yeah, and and uh, oh, how funny is that? Uh, Ten centimeters and he swings and misses. Yeah. Eight centimeters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's directing his blind uh, cellmate in fighting uh, a bunch of assassins, which was really cool, uh, and it, it, and. The, the one thing that I found a little jarring was all this other, like, the talking deer was just ventriloquism and the the false chaplain with the arms that came off, well, those were just marionettes run by ninjas. Wasn't that cool? Yeah, it was cool. So the, all the mystical shit was all, like, you know, like Sherlock Holmes-like yeah, when, yeah, that's when yeah. uh, uh, Mark Strong yeah. comes back from the yeah. dead. It's yeah. all explainable yeah. and stuff like that. And they do the, the Sherlock Holmes-style explainers. That's why I thought that was But cool. then there's white... But everybody can, like, literally jump, like, you know... Oh. There's still yeah. wire food. Run up trees. And, and run stuff. up trees and then fall off of, like, a 30-story yes. ledge and then break your fall... So that was a little, to me, that was like, well, the mystical shit's bullshit, but the warefu isn't? I'm like, maybe it's, it's a cultural thing or something. You can't I don't take know. it out of Kung Fu, yeah. Well, you can't. Yeah. No, because that's what you learn. You, you learn, learn to, to climb that things tree. And yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you have, uh, and then Dr. D has this really cool, it comes in about halfway Detective through. Detective D. Detective Dr. D. You can call uh, it a Dr. Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> uh, no, Detective D has this really cool mace given to him by the previous Emperor, <clears throat> which apparently, um, A, can when you spin, there's like a little cog on it that you yeah, spin, yeah. and when it makes a sound, he can tell where the weakness of the weapon yes. is, and he just goes, break! Yeah. And like chains break, and swords yeah, break. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking awesome. Yes. Yeah. But then it's also, there's some some sort of like symbol, um, uh, it's a symbol. It's a symbol you, of his you office, you and you have to kind of like of you can't lie in front yeah. of it or something. Because yeah, yeah. I'm saying he says like, "Well, I'm going to ask you this question in front of my yeah. mace." Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I thought that was kind yeah. of interesting. I like that. 
Uh, it was an it was an interesting story in that uh, you go through the whole fight. First of all, the story was excellent. Yes, but you know that uh, the Empress is corrupt. Well, you know she she's a killer. <laughs> yeah, but no, she doesn't. No. It's not that she doesn't hide no, no. it. I mean, but you know all this, and still at the end. She's his empress, yeah. and saves he gives her. Yeah. her the mace, yeah. yeah, and he saves her because she's but, the empress. Yeah. Because she's the empress, yeah. and made a promise to give back, you know. Yeah, and she kept that promise, yeah. but it was it was just interesting to me that it wasn't about taking down the corrupt government. It was about it was solving, solving this, this yeah, the yeah. mystery, well, this mystery, what, oh, yeah. and then that was it. That's where I thought he was more like Sherlock Holmes. He doesn't care about the people around, people involved in the mystery. It's the mystery that he's right. trying to solve. And that that I thought was really kind of an interesting. Yeah. It was an interesting twist to me because I it I didn't. It wasn't like oh my god she's corrupt so now we have to do this. Yeah. He had no responsibility no. there. And in in most kung fu movies, it's all your loyalty to your school or your emperor, whoever it is. And this was not that. Yeah. I have to admit the when the first they first saw they showed the opening. Um, Scene where they're like the guys are all working on the big tall Buddhist. I was like, that thing's coming down. I was just, I looked at that. I was like, that thing's coming down. Oh, I, it never even occurred uh, to me. They put hundred foot pole and keep it survive hurricanes, tsunamis, and the uh, the scope of some of the things that they showed <laughs> was fucking incredible. Uh, the actual the effects of the the statue top, toppling over, I thought were as good of. <clears throat> as anything that I've seen, you know, short of Star Wars, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, the the battle inside the Buddha was so steampunk. It was unbelievable. Just all the gears yeah. and all levers, levers and, and pulleys and, yeah. and all the shit going on. And then, and then he figures out how to stop. When, when he just knocks the one <clears throat> ramp. Yeah. It yeah. isn't that he had to stop yeah. it. Yeah. It's just that he had to knock the one ramp. He had to... You're, it's done transfer now. Transfer the heat over to you. Yeah, other. you're done because now yeah. it doesn't fall the way you think it's going to fall. Yeah, yeah. And the guy's like, oh, you suck me. I don't think he <laughs> said that. But... that. Was that donkey wag? <laughs> <laughs> Did he say it too, donkey wag? Uh, it was, yeah, there was a lot going on in this, the ending of this movie that was just really cool. And then the way it ends with now Detective D. Living uh, in the Phantom B- Bazaar because he can't be out in the sun. Because he can't be out yeah, in the sun. Yeah, he gets poisoned by yeah. the fire beetles and he can't be out in the sun. see how they solve that in the sequel. Yes, because I think this is the middle one. The, is the, it the, the middle the, one? The, it was the first one released, but there's a young... There young, was a young Detective young doc, D. Detective D. I almost said Dr. D. The, yeah. And then there's a whoop, sequel. Whoop. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was two, I think this was released in yes. 2003. The next one was... Well, there. we're going in a rabbit hole because these were good. Yes. This was 2010. Oh, 2010. Maybe. And then there's also a Detective K. Is there Detective there's K? Te- Detective K. Wow. Yeah, I saw that. So we may be on a detective kick for a bit. Because oh, I like Charlie these. Right, then i got to figure out how to pronounce this. This <laughs> Gongan. Gongan? Sure. i got to figure out how to pronounce this uh, pronounce genre. Oh. We'll just call them crime case films. Kung Fu crime case films. Oh, wait, it's three Ks. All right, no. Detective D, The Mystery of the Phantom Flame, Detective D, The Four Heavenly Kings, and Young Detective D, Rise of the Sea Dragon. And the Young was the... Th- 2013. Was the second one? Second one was Young... You say the first one was... 
I, I got to see. Okay. They have dates right underneath it. I know. 2010, yeah. 2013, and then 2018. 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Detective Die. Oh. Detective D, Solitary Skies Killer, 2020. Well, I mean, another one? I guess so. I can't read it because it's fucking small. <laughs> oh, here we go. Detective D, Ninth Floor Demon Tower. That was last year. Detective D, Deep Sea Palace. 2017, Detective D. Oh, announced. Detective D, Murder in Chang'an. Are these movies or TV? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, of a killer? This is, a, this is thrilling audio. It's not thrilling audio. It's quite the opposite of thrilling audio. So, what? You reading a list of movies, that's not thrilling audio, dude. Really? you got to put on a voice or something. Detective D. Detective D. Detective D. The smell of Chicago. So, detective story, action flick, adventure flick, political intrigue, big giant statue crashing down. Not a lot to complain about about this movie. No. Good acting, great story. Good choice. Way better than a movie that didn't exist. This... This one, it was funny because when I saw it, I thought, well, this will be a comedy. I thought it would be a comedy. You know what? I, I was half thinking, like, you were going off of the, because I know you had dug up the, the worst Kung oh, Fu movies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. You know, like the top 25 worst Kung Fu movies. Yeah. I'm like, is this one of Brian's worst it's Kung gonna, Fu movies? And I'm like, like ah, in, I should brace myself for it's this. It's going to be one. like Inspector Clouseau. Yeah. <laughs> it was not what I thought it was going to be. And, no. uh, uh I'm glad you found it. Yeah. There were a lot of, of really... Oh, the fucking scene where she's trying to... I don't know if she's trying to... Is he trying to prove she's a, that he's a eunuch? I didn't get that out of it, but she, but the Empress told her to do this. Right. She even said it later on. But she said, uh, is it what you want? And she kept going there. And I thought that she was going with maybe he was a eunuch because we had just did a thing with eunuchs. Yeah, and actually that was the thing that the albino guy, one of the ways like the Shaw brothers used to portray an albino was being a uh, or a eunuch was being an albino so that i was kind of like is this guy supposed to be a eunuch or yeah and that's what i couldn't figure out if if that's what she was trying to 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 ascertain and i didn't know if that had something to do with it but when all those fucking arrows came flying through and they just went the amount of fucking arrows that were flying through there way crossbow yes you find out later on they're all filled with uh Fire beetle, pl- fire beetle yeah. water yes. or something. It's like holy. Oh shit. yeah, that it was. Uh, that was just a great fucking scene. A great fucking scene. All right, how do we rate? <laughs> uh, how do we rate Detective D and the Mystery of the Phantom Flame here, boys? <sighs> you know what? I want to leave some room on this one. I'm going to say it was a four star movie. That's what I was going with. Yeah, I'm going four and a half. Wow, you liked it that much? I did like it. Well, like I said, it's it's Detective Sherlock Holmes. It's Kung Fu. It's got a little bit of an overlying plan, like a Bond movie. I love it. little Indiana Jones action. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, I think we found a new new favorite genre genre. that we're going to have to do a deep dive in. This might rival the uh, Luchador films. We can't pronounce it, but we will watch it. (laughs) All right. Rest assured. Give it a watch. Let us know what you think. All right, so we've been following along with the latest animated Star Wars offering on the Disney app, and that is The Bad Batch, and we just watched episode 14, which is entitled Tipping Point. 
Bum bum. And this episode was a tipping point. Yes. Very much so. Yes. Well, I'm glad you agree. Yes. So we have um, clones being uh, transported to uh, what's the name of the the uh, whatever uh, that place Mount Tantus. I'm sorry, Mount Tantus, which is the headquarters of the Advanced Science Division of the Empire. They get rescued by Rex Echo and some other clones. I, I I'm sure they had some significance to anybody who watched Clone Wars or something like that. Did they? Did they? No. Okay. okay. Uh, and they uh, they get some da- they they um, raid the or they da- data mine the the ship's computers the transport ship's computers. Crosshair is and uh, I'll get to that in a second. But Crosshair is being interrogated about the whereabouts of Omega. Almost escapes, gets a warning out to the Bad Batch. Echo shows up with the data and basically says, "Hey, I know where they're taking all the clones." And the Bad Batch goes, "Well, we need to do something about this." Bum, bum. Bum, bum. Even though they're the happiest they've ever been in their yes, their they, lives. They, they're part of a community now. They have a home. Bum, bum. Bum, bum. So kind of a setup for the season finale. You know, there's. Uh, I was watching one of the videos I was watching, and I thought it was fun. They were talking about how it's the uh, mercenary trope, how they find the paradise that they could live the rest of their lives, and but they always bring the violence to that place yeah. and destroy it with their mercenary ways, with their sinful souls. Wow. And it's... it doesn't appear that, that, that that's happened, other than, you know... I mean, it's not, you know, or do you think that Pebu is going to get, like, shelled or bombed or something like Coruscant? I hope, or, I hope or not. Or uh, Kamino or whatever. I hope not. It's an island. I mean, really, it, it doesn't even require a big Star Destroyer. True. Just a little Star we Destroyer. Little one. <laughs> we little they one. They got the TIE Bombers and stuff like yeah. that. He's on the... Yeah. On it's a fucking... It's just a little Bo-Katan's island. Bogotan's castle or whatever. Yeah. As much as I, I hate to, it's a show killer, but just leave him on fucking Pebu and go, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Just, just leave him. Toes in the sand, drinking my hand. All yeah. I need is a beautiful girl. And and uh, Tick has one. Tick? <laughs> Tick? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Hunter's going to find some chick on Pebu. All the chicks. All the chicks. Yeah, he'll burn through them. He'll burn through them. It's one of those where you're torn between the... Uh, yeah, I want to see more, and ah, oh, just let him be happy. Yeah, just fuck it. Let Omega grow up and <clears throat> obscurity, and yeah, obviously friends, she's yeah. yeah, she's gonna become Palpatine some fucking. But they hell. need her. <laughs> they need her. They're going after her. <laughs> they have to make her Palpatine now that they've got uh, Grogu's juice. <laughs> I did not. This is not me. Don't blame this on me. Everything you say has this this kind of innuendo to it. <laughs> I don't think it's that subtle. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't think it's that subtle innuendo. You know what? Are we gonna see? Um, are we gonna see uh, what's the crosshairs die and become um, a martyr? No, uh, one of the clone. One of the cyborg clone trooper thingies that they're developing. Okay, I must have missed something. What about the cyborg clone troopers that they're developing? Yeah, that's part of what they've been talking about because they developed those. They're more cyborg than clone. 
and there's a lot of uh yeah there's uh they actually show them in the show and I can't is it remember. the guys with the kind of the LED lights the in blue, their yeah. visor, like the blue, the blue light? I think so. Yes. Okay. I was yes. going to ask about those guys because I didn't because yeah. obviously there's something because special they're like about super them. troopers, but they're um, but they're a hybrid. They're cyborgs. Okay. And uh, it's kind of what they're doing with the clones, because the clones burn out, but you have all this. You have uh, skills. Yeah. That uh, and then a lot of these things are destroying themselves because, of course, the clones have also been. Uh, implanted with droids are bad and now they're more droid than they are clone trooper so they feel like they're abominations before god because religion always plays a part in all of this um no i'm kidding okay (laughs) wow but they do and so that's what they're making that's what they're bringing the clones uh they're making this new hybrid this doesn't have anything to do with the dark troopers that were at the end of season two of mandalorian is it yes those are kind of the there's no uh those are just droids okay that's what i was gonna say i thought they were just just droids droids. so this is between the two so this is kind of the bridge to get there okay because once again you've got uh the problem with uh them thinking that they're an abomination so you have to kill that if i may comment certainly um, so in the various Star Wars vehicles that we've seen, they've, they've come up with the, you know, oh, it's the, the Imperial Mind Flayer, and then, then and, and or there was the, oh, we recorded the slaughter of this race and the children screaming, and it was, it was, it just sounded like a fucking sick fucker. It was nice to just see an Imperial torture droid and yeah, make an yeah. Imperial torture droid scary. Yeah. You know, like, oh, he's, you know, Crosshairs is a tough guy and he's obviously wincing in pain here, so there's something to the Imperial torture droid. But yeah, I you know kind of I th- there wasn't a lot of substance to this episode. It was more like a like you know the setup. It felt like it was the setup for the season finale type of thing. Again, I, I'm sure that all the clones that were on the ship with Echo and Rex were all significant in some way or Ooh, something like yeah. that. Yeah, and I'd have to see who they were again. Uh, Gregor, yes, Gregor comes up in Rebels. He is. Um... He's retired with Captain Rex. They're on the, the little... They're on the tank. The fishing tank, fishing yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's Gregor. Uh, but the other one, they don't say anything about. Uh, let's see here. La, 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 la. The, the evil doctor's name is Hemlock, which is a great name. If it's poison. Yes. That was uh, Clint Eastwood's name in the Iger Sanction. Iger Sanction was Mr. Hemlock. Oh, uh, but yes, yeah, so you've got the Advanced Science Division of the Empire, which was, uh, apparently, a, this is apparently a new thing. Um, sure. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Okay. I'm gonna say no, because they think they were always... They had their own sort of aim thing going yeah. the whole time. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Wow. So what? I mean, like, what did you guys? Well, think they the had. Episode? Oh, I guess it wasn't the the Camino clones were not part of the. No. But you always, I. You know what? I, I'm I'm a little. Uh, it's like we had a six or a yeah sixteen episode season, uh, and we had a six episode story. Oh, I, yeah. I think we've well established that. Yeah, and that that disappoints me. Uh, there were some. Um, stills that were uh leaked out um like 10 or so uh for the next couple episodes that reveal some action reveal nothing 
nothing. Reveal nothing. Uh, but yeah, that, not, that not a is... big like not one with like you know crushers with a big hole in his head yeah. or something yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah. Or as yeah. a giant droid, yeah, uh, attacking them like Sir when Percival was... in Camelot three thousand. Uh, oh, super dragons, <laughs> electrical dragon things coming after him. <laughs> With crosshairs riding it. Yes. I'm, I'm looking forward to the... Okay, so I set up it's for It's almost the, over. <laughs> yeah. It's a setup for the two-part season finale. That's next Wednesday. We're almost done with this one. I, I really think they could have done this in ten episodes, you know. Six, eight episodes, yes. Yeah, the story itself, I mean, like, the main story itself is, like, six episodes that they could have thrown... Two or four filler episodes. I think they uh, they 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 they're trying to get too much out of. They need to follow more of the European British model, where less is more, and you have a shorter season, and you don't have to have so many fillers. And... I don't. Uh, I don't understand. They had two episodes earlier uh, that had something to do with something, and I and I think it's going to directly lead to what we what we get in the next two episodes with what they're doing to the clones because the clones have no rights and the clones are property of the Empire. So they can do what they want with them, uh, and I think that we're going to have some kind of a, a, a come to Jesus moment with that, uh, and the senators who already know what something's going on. Um, Senator Chuchu or Chuchi, Chachi, Chuchi, the one that dated Fonzie. It's <laughs> the funniest fucking thing you've ever said, dude. Um. We're gonna, we're gonna. There's gonna be something that ties into that, but yeah. But there were, there were eight, nine filler episodes that had nothing to do with nothing. Oh, we're leaving Sid. We're leaving Sid. They just yeah. said it in every episode. Yeah. There was no. Then we go on an adventure, go get some loot, and come back, and then we're leaving Sid. Yeah, we're uh, we're Have gonna go make donuts for yet? Sid, yeah. and then we're gonna go uh, sweep a gymnasium for Sid, and then we're gonna go um, watch a puppet show for Sid. Trim Sid's nails. Yeah, and then uh, and then we're gonna call her mean names, and we're gonna go. Uh, and that was it. She's gonna threaten us again. Yes. Uh, they're setting it up for season three. They've already set up the story, but really, what they did with season two was so horrific. I think that they're gonna kill a lot. I'm, of... Let's put it this way: if there's a season three, I'm not that excited. I mean, unless the, the last two episodes are fucking a, a fucking knockout. knockout. Yeah. I'm not super excited to watch season three. No. No. But will was... we? Yeah. And will I bitch? Yeah. That's the charm of the podcast. All right. <laughs> Two more episodes to go with the big season finale. Stick with us. We're almost done. I thought bitching was my job. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right. We should be all. All right. So we'll... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, 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 not. We've also been following along with the latest live-action Star Wars offering on the Disney app, and that is The Mandalorian, and this is uh, Season 3, Episode 4, Chapter 20, called The Foundling. Didn't know we were speaking Gamorrean Guard today. I didn't practice. Yeah, that was not, uh, that was not in my... That was Greedo, uh, Greedo talk. <laughs> wow. Or Hotties. Hotties. But, uh, yes, you have the... And... <laughs> So the the armor decides to set up her covert on the most dangerous freaking planet, like Jurassic Park planet in the in the galaxy. There's all these monsters and kaiju, oh, kaiju. And uh, I just thought it was Australia. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But uh, yes, you have the uh, the covert uh, practicing Mandalorian stuff. 
and a big giant Rodan comes and captures uh, Paz Vizsla's son, Ragnar. Great and uh, the, yeah. they set up uh, to go rescue him, and they leave Grogu behind. Grogu has an e- encounter with the armor while she is forging his uh, pauldron, if you will. Uh, and you get a little bit of the backstory of Grogu at the Some Academy. Yeah. Now, did anybody check out who the Jedi that, that rescued him was? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We all know. I well, this was surprising to me. So it is Kaleran Beck is the jet the name of the Jedi. Misa gonna rescue you. <laughs> and yes, it is he is played by Ahmad Best. Ahmad Best, who was the voice of Jar Jar Binks. And who then, actually played Jar Jar Binks. Oh, he was like the most capture the motion guy. Capture yeah, guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and apparently he needed to be talked off the ledge in order to do this. Uh, apparently Filoni he, and Favreau uh, had to convince threats. him. Yeah, he had to get, he had to have Filoni and Favreau convince him to do this. Yeah, uh, and it was uh, it's triumphant. Yeah, he was. Great I thought he was terrific. It. Yeah, he was great in it. And so. we all saw that Carl Weathers directed this. Yes, I did hear some some negatives about the uh, battle scene, and I can see how, um, or I can see why it was a little straightforward. It was a little uh, there wasn't anything really exciting about the uh, oh, with the Jedi of taking on the the clone troopers. Yeah. It was it was your basic Jedi taking yes. on a bunch of stormtroopers, yeah. blocking shots back at them. Yeah, and, it was, but it, it was filmed that way. It wasn't. Yeah. There wasn't anything real. It wasn't a uh, super exciting. Yeah, there uh, wasn't wire foo and throwing yeah. lightsabers and you know. Yeah, and tossing huge buildings. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, which was actually kind of cool, because I think that kinda most of grounded. life is like that. Got, got yeah. back to <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, got back to the basics. <laughs> yeah, life is pretty much. Uh, can we? I'll just remember that the the first Jedi fight that all of us ever saw was well, with the exception of Keith, was you know sixty year old oh yeah Alec Guinness versus you know seven foot tall David Prowse in a full Vader outfit with bad knees and a bad back and stuff like that because he's such a big man you know yeah. it's like okay well your magic <laughs> exactly and that kicked off this yes exactly uh. It was a it was a triumphant moment, and it's being treated that way. And the man needed to be vindicated. Yes. Exonerated. <laughs> yeah, Ex- yeah, exonerated is the best yeah. way yeah. because I mean, all the guy was doing was doing what he, he was getting job. paid. Yeah. Fucking job. How that many, was it. How many people who are listening or have watched movies wouldn't kill to be in a Star Wars yeah. movie? Yeah, wouldn't but wouldn't had... kill to be Jar Jar fucking Binks? Yeah, <laughs> at the time, you know, because Jar Jar could have taken off. Yeah, he could have. And then what? And then everybody would be there's like, a, oh. There's a world out there. A timeline when you did. There's a timeline where they're Jar Jar Binks fans. Yeah. I never thought Jar Jar was that bad. He's annoying. There needs to be a little bit of annoying. To me, it was aimed at kids. It was Scooby-Doo, basically. It was, yeah. yeah it was the comic. It was, the, yeah, it was Scooby-Doo. It was the comic relief. And then they they turned him to, they made him a Sith Lord now. And he's fucking yeah. great. <laughs> Darth Jar Jar. Yeah. Yeah, it's a funny little thing, but yeah, he's uh, it fits. Um, so yeah, that was cool. It was cool that they did it. All right, and then we get the rescue of Ragnar Vizsla by uh, Bo-Katan, the Mandalorian, and a pack of uh, of Mandalorians from the uh, the nest of this gigantic prehistoric raptor beast. Uh, you get some interesting. 
kind of um, culture building with the Mandalorians where you okay because the, the one like they've literally show I they literally showed Dinjar and eating one time and it was yeah. he li- kind of yeah. lifts off the helmet yeah. has a sip of soup puts the helmet back down and they're basically like okay and she goes okay well I've got my food what the hell am I gonna do here they're like oh no no everybody goes and has has their meal on their own but because you're the warlord you get the fire yeah you're in yeah. charge so it's your right to have to sit by the fire this is a way. This is the way. This is the way. And I thought that was kind of yeah. neat. Yes. I really think that um, Bo-Katan is buying into this more. Okay. So, Keith, you listen. I hope you, you said you listened to it last week's yep. episode. Yep. They, she saw God. Yeah. And. and Oh, I, I fully expect by the end of this, her riding the Mythosaur into with the dark With the Darksaber. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Taking back. Yeah, I, you know this. I think it, that it, that's the whole point of this is she's going to take back Mandalore, and the rise of the Mythosaur is somehow going to cure the planet or something like that. I don't know how it's going to cure the planet. It's going to unite the planet. It's going to it's going to unite because you have the the Mandalorians and you have the 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 the, the, the other ones cults and sect. It's going to man. It's going to unite all the different clans of Mandalorians. And they're all going to come back to Mandalore and yep. start rebuilding the planet it's or something basically, like that, maybe. It's basically, you know, sword and stone. It's 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 Arthur. He's going to have the, she's going to have the sword. She could be riding instead of Merlin. She's going to have Mythosaur, and it's going to unite. It's this has to... been a hugely um, religious uh, themed show yeah, for I, its entire run. I'm leaving all that behind. Coordinator's not here. Ruinator's taking a coffee break. <laughs> yeah, you know what? They tied it into Exodus from the Bible, where they go to find the Promised Land, which is going to be Mandalore. They're coming back. They could actually, they could stretch this out to be a couple seasons, and I would be uh, they could completely make, happy they could with make it. make it its own show. Like the Mandalorian. Like the Mandalorian. Yeah. No, but they could make they, no, <laughs> they I'm could saying, do that. I'm saying they could make, they could they could take Bo Katan story and make oh, their own oh. show. You well, know, it is just simply called the Mandalorian. Yeah. It's not the specific Mandalorian. That's true. Uh and uh one of the things that people have brought up, and it's been all over the net that I've seen, uh, and it's it's uh, me, I've been feeling it too, that's got that vibe of uh Bo Katan as mommy Grugo. Grogu. Grugo. Grogu. Because uh, she's kind of taken that. Well, and she's putting the little dart launcher on his wrist. Oh, my dad was a proud man, too. Yes. And, you know, just go and do it, honey. I know it's, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, and she's kind of taken that. Uh, I don't know if there's the sexual tension between Bo-Katan and uh, Pablo Pascal. What I will say is that it would be smart to hook them up because they can take off their helmets around each other. So, uh they would be able to. There's that. Well, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I got like like you were saying, like Mom, Mama Grogu. Like I was getting the. I don't know about sexual tension, but like the 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 couple. You know, like yes. like, like like mommy and daddy. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, if if they went that way, it's not like a, a what is it the the uh, from fucking Cheers with Diane and Sam? Will they? Won't they? Type yeah, of thing? it isn't. 
you don't it it isn't that kind of energy it's uh yeah it's mommy and daddy and grogu and they're going through the it's more of like the Brady Bunch with one little yeah. green guy. Here's a story of a Mandalorian. <laughs> oh dear God! <laughs> but yeah, uh, again, I question the tactics of the Mandalorians in 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 attaching themselves via cable to a gigantic beast. You know what? In, they seem to like in, to do that, especially in flight. I question them. We've gone after him before, never been able to catch him. You, you don't learn. You don't do something different. Yeah. You don't. You don't like carry one of the guys, and when you get far enough, he blasts off and get. Yeah. You, so, they don't have any strategy for something they failed at before. Many times. It's yeah, nice. many times. Yeah. We can't shoot him because he'll kill the kid. If we go to go there, he'll eat the kid. It's like. Um. Okay, so there was a lot to unpack in this episode. I really enjoyed it. Um. Fully, uh, fully admitting that I really kind of didn't want to watch this uh, this season. Really? You no, you, you said that at the beginning. You were yeah. kind of like, I, I, I didn't. You really... know what? I'm getting really burned out on a whole lot of promise and a whole lot of not deliver. Um, and even I'll admit it'll be it'll be hard to keep it at this level. I think through an entire season, there's going to be a drop. There's going to be a there. I I want to. Usually about the middle episode, we get like the like the gunslinger, yeah. You know where it was like, okay, well, yeah, you introduced Fennec Shan in the last like thirty seconds of it, you know. But but the guy, like the guy who was the gunslinger, really wasn't that impressive. And uh, I don't know, the, yeah. the, the, there was some cool Tuscan stuff in there, but it wasn't the greatest episode in the world. So yes. one of those is coming. I have yeah. a feeling. But uh, but they really have kept it uh, just solid, I think, through the whole thing. You know, I thought it was interesting. Um, and one of the one of the why would Grogu leave Luke to go back to the Mandalorian? And I think that this episode really spelled out, at least in my thinking, why he would have, which is um the that the little dart fight was really the first time that Grogu actually could fight. Yeah. I mean, could could protect himself. Could do something that was uh, I threw the one guy out of the cave pretty badass. Right, but it wasn't um, it wasn't him against another person. It was in in a situation because uh, he did the whole mud creature, yeah, yeah. the mud horn, yeah. mud horn, uh, the mud bog. <laughs> Fuck Brian. <laughs> but no, and then I thought that that you go and then then you get that flashback of where. His entire life up till now, somebody's been telling him what to do yeah. or protecting him. Yeah, and protecting him, and the, and now he's Jedi learning to protect him. himself. Now, the other thing I was going to ask is: so, is his early encounters with the Jedi imprinted on him? Where that's why he didn't go with Luke because <laughs> the Jedi, all the Jedi that tried to protect him, basically all got clipped. Yeah, and the Mandalorian has been the only guy. I mean, and, and obviously there's, you know, he was, like, it almost seemed like he was a commodity to the Jedi yes. as opposed to the Mandalorian who treats him like a son. A son. Yeah. I think that that has a big, I, I think that that plays a whole lot into it. And there's a lot of people playing that clip of uh, Grogu talking. He says it is the way. He does say it. Yeah. And maybe you guys should pay a little bit more attention. Maybe we should, because wh- when did oh, you yeah. say that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> he does. I'll play it for you on camera. Yeah, so I thought that that was interesting how, and then you get that flashback where he gets saved um, as the armorer is, is talking to him. And I thought that that was cool. And that scene with the armorer, because she keeps doing this, where she like pulls one person. Oh, look. We have to repair something. Yeah, now. the forge, you know, the forge is, is uh, the, cent- the central part of Mandalorian culture, and this is where we, many things can be revealed or something like that, and it's interesting, yeah. Yeah. She's a little bit more of a spiritual guru than just uh, just the black. Oh, spirit. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it, it all revolves around her. Yeah. And I think that that's cool. Um, I don't know that we'll ever see her, but uh, I think that it is cool that they have this kind of, the, the way it's set up. And then with Bo-Katan, and that's everybody was saying, well, she didn't believe her. And I was like, you know what? I don't think that she didn't. I think she was being the Zen master, cryptic, this is, you know, many things are revealed. This is the way. I, well, at first she says, you know, I, well, I well, had this, well, you have many visions while you're walking this path. No, I saw it. And then the way she reacted to it, it was, uh, was not a... Oh my God! Let's go! Let's go see the mythosaur. It was more like, of yeah, a yeah, yeah. I'm sure you did. Yeah, but it, <clears throat> to me, it wasn't. She well, was putting her down or patting her on the head. You know. No, I think that would that was. It's good to see that you have faith. This is the way. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, that's the prophecy, and it's going to be interesting, Mister. Wonderful. It's, this has been a good show. This has been a really good show. At least we're finally getting into the depth that these guys can get into. Because the Tuscan Raider thing was boring as shit. Oh, it was not, and you go to hell. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was uh the the Doctor Pershing shit was boring as hell. I'll go with Mike on that. I thought that was a little boring. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought that was cool. Anyway, but again, I kind of I'm kind of digging the the Andor vibe. But uh Now I forgot what I was going to say. Keith, did you have it. any comment on this particular episode? No, I'm good. I'm having my coffee. <laughs> He's trying to avoid being controversial. I am. Oh, go ahead. Oh, you know what? The the saving of the birds. I thought that the foundling thing was cool. They got more things to ride later on. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. They're going to ride (laughs) them. That's going to be cool. Of course they are. Yeah. But it still goes with the Mandalorian theme, which is... uh, The foundlings are the most important. Yeah, 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 you don't leave the children. Yeah. Which was a little unexpected, but kind of fun. And would you like went, to? Would you please ruin on. something? No. Yeah. No, throw okay. some. Throw some shit. It's, at come the on. Throw it's, some shade. It's been great. Oh, he's not liking it at all. <laughs> wow. Oh, you hate God. it, don't you? You no, fucking no, hate it. No, Jesus don't. Christ! Do you want to no, stop watching it? No. Is that what you're, we could just no, do? I'm me not and you. It's like I'm not sure I'm watching this anymore. You got. I watch for the show, but I'm not watching this any other way. I. You know what? I'm glad. I'm glad it, it proved, but we're going to still get into a, a show that's going to pull my fucking asshole hair. <laughs> I did not need that visual ever in the history of anything, ever. Wow. All right. Uh, you know what? Keith's not saying anything. Brian, you're getting wacky. We're liking this one. Stick with us on it. <laughs>
The Three Old Geeks are now on YouTube. Check us out there, and don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. If you can't find us, stop by our Facebook page to get a link. And while you're there, drop us a line and let us know what you think of the podcast. Tune in next week, same geek time, on all your favorite apps for all new, all different material. Thanks a lot for listening, and hey, keep on geeking on.